Welcome to the Fatherhood Podcast. I'm your host, Jamar Hudson, and you're in the fatherhood. As a new member of the hood, my goal is to use this podcast as a platform to talk about my journey as a new father. Part therapeutic, part informative, part educational. My goal is to talk about everything, from adjusting to getting no sleep, to changing diapers to just hoping I get everything right. This podcast will be a space to share with you the joys, challenges, and fears of being a first-time father. What's up, everyone? Welcome to episode 24 of the Fatherhood Podcast. I'm your host, Jamar Hudson. I'm going to jump right into today's episode. I've been trying to get today's guest on the show since the beginning of the year, uh, and I'm glad we're finally able to connect. He is a professional photographer uh, and content creator who co-founded the Creative Theory Agency. I'll let him tell you more about that in a bit. But most importantly, he's an outstanding husband and father. So Gary Williams Jr., welcome to the Fatherhood, man. Hey, thank you, man. It's good. It's it's really good to to talk to you. It's really good to just uh, you know, rehearse uh what it means to be a father uh in in today's craziness uh, of a world we live in, but um I'm excited to be here and like you said, it's been a long time been trying to just connect <laughs> for for I think almost over a year now. Uh Definitely, man. It definitely has been a long time coming. Um, I'm glad to have you. But before we get too deep into the fatherhood conversation, Gary, just tell our listeners a little bit about yourself. Yeah. So um, obviously, you know, I I don't I don't want to go too deep into it, but um, I went to school for uh, photography and film uh, and graphic design. So um, I came out uh, with kind of a general knowledge and all three of those things, but really gravitated towards photography. But um, when I got out of college, obviously my parents were like, "Hey, get a job." You know, that's what you do. <laughs> and so I, through a through a connection of my father's, I got a job as a graphic designer working as a government contractor. Um, but obviously, that wasn't my passion. My passion was photography. So I decided to kind of do that on the side while I was working my nine to five. Um, long story short, I did that for seven years, working on the side. Ended up, you know, building a little bit of a, a you know reputation clientele. Uh, portfolio, doing some good work with some good brands. And at seven years, they laid me off. Um, and I went into full-time kind of entrepreneurship and photography, uh, videography. From there, um, again, just building those relationships, getting clients, getting you know better work, better clients. Um, and uh, ended up meeting uh, my business partner um, in 2015, uh, who also was from DC. His name's Taman George. Well, not from DC, but he was living in DC at the time. He's from Canada, but he's living in DC at the time, um, finishing up his MBA. Uh, and being both being kind of black in the DC area as creatives, doing photography, you know, the world, like we said, the world's small, right? And so we kept running into each other. And then finally we were like, let's sit down and see how we can maybe, uh, you know, get together and, and build something bigger than ourselves. And so when we talk, we talk for about a year uh, before we really, you know, solidified our LLC. But we just talked about our experiences as a photographer, as a creative in the industry, and more so as a Black creative. Um, and, you know, being the last ones to be called for these projects or not being invited to the table or showing up to the table and not seeing ourselves represented there. Um, we're showing up to projects and, uh, you know, campaigns that were uh, targeting you know, our community, but didn't involve um, 
people from our community in in these think tanks or ideation process. So we decided that uh, in, instead of fighting to try to get at these tables, we were going to build our own table. Um, and that's kind of what creative theory is today. We uh, work mainly as consultants, but also have a creative arm. So we um, ideate, we consult bigger brands, large brands on uh, their diversity and inclusion and in multicultural uh, initiatives and campaigns. Um, and so what, what's good for us is that we can come in and say, this is the narrative. This is how we think it should be done strategy wise. And as you know, along with that, we can shoot this campaign as well. So we can do the photo work behind it. We can do the video work behind it. And so that's kind of where we've uh, found our, our, our sweet spot and uh, where we found our success. Um, and so we're going on four years strong um, and every year it gets bigger and better. We're super just blessed. We're small, we're nimble. Um, you know, a team of four right now, but and working with, uh, you know, some of the larger, largest companies, brands uh, in the world right now. And so we, again, like I said, super blessed. Had you asked me seven years ago, 10 years ago, if I thought I would be here? No. Um, uh, you know, I just kind of took it day by day and uh, kind of let, uh, you know, the chips, you know, work hard, obviously, um, put a lot into to what I do, what we do as a craft, but also, you know, uh, thought wise as well. And so, um, you know, I, I'd say all the time, hard work pays off. You know, you can you can be as talented uh, as anybody, but if you don't have the work ethic, uh, you know, you're going to come up short. And so I say uh, I, I'll take somebody with amazing work ethic uh, and good talent over somebody with incredible talent and no work ethic. Awesome, man. And that, that's some some great advice. Hope my listeners um, take take heed to that, man. And outstanding to to go over some of the accomplishments you've 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 uh, achieved professionally. But at home, man, you have a, a very important role um, as husband and father. Yes. Tell our listeners about your family. Ah, oh, man. Uh, it's another story. So, you know, uh, my wife and I met um, 2015 mm-hmm. uh, in Kenya. Which is wow. like, yeah, the story is crazy. I don't, I probably don't have time right now to go through it all, but uh, we were both in Kenya on vacation. Um, you know, had no clue about each other. Uh, I was with two of my friends who were writers. She was with um, one of her best friends, uh, who just happened to know one of the friends that I was with. Um, and our last weekend in Kenya, we uh, flew to the coast, uh, Mombasa to do a little beach and, you know, relaxation. And my friend was like, Hey, you know, I have a friend who's, who also flew here this weekend. Who's like a couple resorts down, yada, yada, yada. They're going to come up and, you know, just kick it on the beach uh, with us. And so cool. Right. So they come up uh, and we get to talk and obviously we introduce, we meet, we get to talking and she's like, Oh my gosh, uh, I've been following you on Instagram, Hmm. you know, since this trip started and um i'm like how did you know how did you hear about me she was like my friend jason uh and i'm like wait jason who she's like jason from mason and so george mason Mm -hmm. so all of my best friends uh went to mason my wife went to mason i know jason um i was on campus uh mason's campus so much that people thought i graduated from mason so how we didn't meet you know before now or before then it was crazy. But anyway, so we, we find out we have a ton of mutual friends, yada, yada, yada. Obviously, I think she's gorgeous from first sight. 
Um, anyway, so from there, fast forward, we we have the same flight back home. Uh, we're talking. We, I think that night we Facebook friend each other on the Wi-Fi out there, and we talk for it to like four in the morning, just about everything. Just didn't didn't beat around a bush. We just went straight for it. Uh, and so uh, after that, we get back home. She went. She was living in Atlanta at the time. I was living in D.C. We didn't see each other for a month. Um, I, f- I flew to Atlanta after a month, spent a week with her. Um, and uh, really, I, I, I told her at that point, like, this is it for me. I'm done. I'm going to make you my wife. Uh, and a year later, uh, I proposed to her um, in March, and then we got married uh, September 3rd, 2016. Oh, wow, man. You um, guys are, are a week before us. We're September 9th, 2016. Uh, amazing. Amazing, man. Yeah. So it's, you know, so some people are like, oh, that's fast. I'm like, but when you know, you know, and I used to always hear that and, you know, didn't really understand mm-hmm. it. But when I met my wife, I literally knew when I came back from Kenya, the first thing I told my parents was I met my wife. Um, and so I was, I was a hundred percent sure about it. Um, and now fast forward to 2000, uh, you know, well, 18, we had our firstborn, our daughter, Maven, um, who is now one, a uh, little over one, 13 weeks uh, or 13 months, I should say, um, going on 14 months. Uh, and she is just the most amazing little girl I uh, could imagine, man. I'm just every day I look at her and I'm I'm in awe. Uh, of this little blessing that, you know, that God has gifted us with. Um, and so, you know, it's us. Uh, we're here in, in Virginia right now, Arlington, right outside of, uh, of D.C. Uh, we were living in D.C. proper for the first year uh, of our of a kind of our marriage. And then we found out we were having a baby and decided we needed a little mm-hmm. bit more space and a little bit more bang for our buck. So we came out here to, to Virginia, which is where I'm from anyway. I, we always knew we would we would land in Virginia, um, but it was good to be in the city for our first year, you know, as newlyweds and, and kind of doing that that thing. Um, so, yeah, now, you know, it's, um, you know, fatherhood is, is different. You know, I always say my life changed. I got married, I don't say late, but I got married in my 30s, obviously mid-30s. Um, and, uh, you know, I don't know. I, I feel like I was yeah. ready. Uh, but then again, when I got into it, I was like, not that I wasn't ready, but I, I still had so much to learn, right. About just relationships and about love, uh, and about partnership, right. And companionship and still to this day learning. Um, and I don't think you ever stop learning, uh, in a relationship, right. Especially if you're trying to build that relationship and you're trying to make your bond stronger, right. There's, there's always more you can do. There's always, stuff you can work on. Um, and, and so, you know, for me, it was definitely something that I was kind of, I say, let's say I, I was ready for as far as my, like my motives, my heart, my intentions, like I wanted, always wanted to be married, always wanted a wife and to be a husband and to be a father. Um, but, you know, once I got into it, I realized, uh, you know, the amount mm-hmm. of work that it takes um, and the amount of, of just attention that that bond and union takes and still to this day just like, like I said learning um what it takes to to just keep this thing uh you know top tier right um and so that was, was a shift in my life being um the only boy in my you know in my family I have two half sisters I call them my sisters I grew up with them 
but I was the only child for a while. I'm, a, I'm my mother's only child. So there was a, a part of me, and there still is a part of me that is very uh, selfish in a sense. So for me, I had to uh, kind of break out of that mindset of um, myself, right? Yeah. Always thinking about me. Uh, and even when I, you know, and sometimes it was subconscious. Like I wouldn't even notice things that I was doing. My wife, I had to bring it to my attention, you know, and and I'd have to really take a, you know, look at myself and, oh, okay, I, I am doing this and it is, uh, you know, it's it needs to be corrected. And, and but that's a relationship, right? Uh, and I feel like, you know, you have to be honest with each other and, and communication is key. Everybody says that, but it really is. And so I've grown so much just as a husband. And then my daughter is born mm-hmm. and that's a whole nother level of just perspective, you know, and, and, um, legacy now, now you're talking about legacy, right? And so for me, fatherhood is, is really about legacy. What am I doing, uh, that is going to leave or put my daughter in the best position to succeed and then leave her in the best position, you know, for her to succeed after I'm gone. Right. And so now, you know, work's different, you know, my time, is what I spend my time on is different. You know, when before I might, you know, be on the scene uh, or be out at, you know, me and my wife either out at night or, at brunch. you know, yeah. at brunch <laughs> or, you yeah. know, there's all kinds of cre- creative things going on in the city that I might want to be at just, you know, just to be in the know and be at the, the things. Uh, and now it's like, that doesn't matter anymore. That does not no. matter that, you know, and that, that perspective thing is like, that does not matter. I want to be home. I want to be able to, you know, read my daughter a book. I want to be able to put her to bed, you know, give her a bath and put her to bed. Like I want to be home for that. Yeah. Now, don't get me wrong. Yes, we still go out. We, you know, we'll we'll hand her to our grandparents for a night, or we'll get a babysitter and we'll do our thing. But when it comes to like weighing options now on what's important and what's worth my time, like. Honestly, if it if it's not beneficial to my career, or it's not going to help my family, or uh, something in that nature, like I really don't need it. Yeah. Um, and so I don't need to be in these streets. I don't need to be at the at the the function, you know, until twelve midnight. Like I don't I don't need these things. Um, uh, like maybe I thought I did uh, before. And I never really was one to go out or, you know, really on the scene like that. But, uh, you know, when, when something that came up or whatever, I, at least it was a, I could go or there was an inkling for me to say, oh, okay, maybe mm-hmm. I'll pop over here. Now it's like, no. nah, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be home. I, I want to see my daughter, um, you know, and, you know, as, as black fathers, it's super important for us to, if I was in general, I don't want to make it a color thing, but just the, from the stigma or the, you know, the, the society's view of black fathers. Um, you know, I, I always, my, my father was amazing. My father was always there. Um, but recently I was just uh, having a conversation with a friend whose father wasn't there. Um, and, uh, just speaking to him on how, um, it's, uh, kind of changed his perspective on and he's not a father yet, but he's like, when I, when I am a father, I don't want to be the dad my dad was. And I'm like, you know, I don't have that experience, but I have plenty of friends who do have that experience. And I see the effect that 
you know, it has on them. Um, and, uh, you know, I'm blessed, obviously, that I have my father and, and my father was a good father. And that's kind of where I model my fatherhood on. Like my, my dad, I just feel like he was my hero. You know, he wasn't perfect, no, but I just I just love that man to death. And I love the way he raised me. Um, and even though, you know, I got spanked when I was, when I was coming up, my mother, my dad, like that's how I was raised. My grandma. That's how I was, man. I did too. Yeah, man. And not that I'm, I'm not spanking my daughter. I mean, we've, we've decided as a, as a unit that we won't, we won't. Yeah. Same here. Spank our, our daughter or our kids. But I, I was raised that way and I, I believe I came out. Okay. Yeah. Um, go ahead. No, I was going to ask you, you know, talking about your dad, you know, once you uh, knew you were about to be a father, Gary, or even before when that thought was in your mind, once you got married, say, how, hey, I want to be a dad someday. What traits or characteristics did you take or have you taken from your own father mm-hmm. to apply it um, to your life now as, as a new dad? Yeah, I, I think, you know, growing up, uh, I, I always look back and I say, you know, my dad was, people would say strict. Well, mm-hmm. Obviously, my dad. My dad's been in the church pretty much since I was one. He's now a pastor, but he was a deacon for um, fifteen years, and then became an assistant pastor. And so I was raised, uh, you know, when I was with him, as very conservative Christian upbringing, um, which can be, you know, looked at as maybe strict upbringing. But my mm-hmm. dad was great at balancing love and discipline, right? And um, you know, when I was wrong, he would let me know I was wrong, but also he would let me know why I was wrong and what the consequences, you know, um, would be, you know, every choice has a consequence, right? Whether it's right, whether it's a right choice or a wrong choice, there's a, there's a reaction, there's a consequence. And so he was amazing, uh, at, you know, even when disciplining me, letting me know why this is happening. And then, you know, also, you know, giving me that love, hugging me, telling me he loved me. Um, and so for me, I, th- I think that's key, right? Uh, you don't just want to say no, no, no. You want to you wanna give reason why, like why I'm telling you no. Um, what the effects of your decision, you know, uh, can, can bring. Uh, and so I, I definitely, and then obviously he brought me up, um, you know, in, in the fear of God. And that's something that we, as a, as a unit that we've decided to do, uh, in our family. Um, and so being, whether that's being in church or whether that's, uh, just praying mm-hmm. and teaching our daughter how to pray and, and, and those things like that, I think were, were critical in my upbringing. And no, I didn't always, you know, I wasn't on the straight and narrow all the time and no, I wasn't a perfect kid, but I can, tell you many times when I was in situations where I needed to choose either right or wrong, either a prayer or my dad's words or a scripture or something, uh, I could, you know, what would come to mind. And it's the foundation, the, man. Right. And yeah, whether the I made foundation. the right decision or the wrong yeah. decision, at least it, it came to my mind, right? That at least that conscious was there telling me, you know, th- there is a right and there is a wrong. And so, that foundation was was huge, even to this day. Um, I can remember my even when I was with my dad uh, walking. You know, it'd be late at night, and I'd walk by the be- bedroom, their bedroom, and I'd hear him and my stepmother praying, or I'd see them kneeling by the side of the bed praying. 
And, um, you know, at the time I'm a kid, I'm like, you know, these guys praying all the time. <laughs> yeah. But now I'm like, you know, and understanding you now like, you understand praying for me, right. He's praying mm-hmm. for his family. He's praying, you know, and th- for us, or for me, essentially like that, that prayer is huge. Right. Um, and, and for my daughter to see us praying, you know, together and to, to witness us praying and for us to teach her how to pray those for me, those, those things are probably the, the main. So, so, uh, the discipline and the love that balance there, um, and then prayer, uh, and, and the upbringing within, within the constructs of, of God were huge for me. Yeah, man. It's very interesting talking to you, Gary, because I feel like you are speaking. We have very similar experience, even going back to, you know, meeting our wives around the same time, getting married the same year, having our kids the same year. And then, you know, the, the foundation of church, which I grew up in church going multiple times a week. Yep. Um, you know, <laughs> you go through that period where you stray away a little bit and do your own thing. But that that foundation um, still sticks with you. Um, and now that I have yep. have a son, it's like okay, how I feel myself doing some of the same things that I um, yeah. kind of gave my my parents a side eye, <laughs> and mm-hmm. I, it just comes right. back naturally, man. Yeah, yeah, it comes back naturally, and and it's crazy because, like you say, you back in the day we were giving them the side eye, like you know, what are y'all yeah. doing? And then you you don't even realize you're repeating the pattern, mm-hmm. right? <laughs> and you get it now. You you know, when you when they tell you you'll understand right. one day that one day is, like, is now and I get it, man. It's now. Yeah, 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 it's now. And so obviously, you know, I always respected my parents. Uh and I'm talking a lot about my father, I know, but my mother was amazing too. And um, you know, she was a little bit so my my mom and dad never got married. Uh they had me in college, their I think their second year in college. Obviously, they both dropped out and went to mm-hmm. work. Um, and, but, you know, they n- never did they go to court to fight custody. They just figured it out, you know, within themselves. And, um, you know, so it, it worked out. But my mother was pivotal as well uh, in my upbringing and just um, teachings. And she was a little bit mm-hmm. more lenient than my father was. Always, you know, definitely religious and spiritual and God-fearing. But... Uh, just, she, she did it differently and, uh, you know, kind of gave me two perspectives. Um, but she was amazing. And so I just want to say, like, I, I know I'm talking a lot yeah. about my father. Like I want people to think my mom wasn't there. My mom was there and she taught me a lot about love and, um, about women and how to love a woman. And, um, and she's just, she's just incredible. Uh, and to this day, and she's the, she's the creative one. So I get all of my creativity or most of my creativity from her. My dad was a novice photographer, but my mother's a seamstress, a master seamstress. She can, she can make anything. Um, she's super crafty. And so that's kind of where I get my knack for creativity. Um, but yeah, so, you know, I'm, I'm blessed, man. And I hope to be uh, just, uh, you know, an inkling of, you know, just a smidgen of the parents they were uh, to me, to my daughter and, and, uh, even the the husband that my I see my dad is to my stepmom to my wife. Right. That's awesome, man. Well, speaking of the creativity, man, we talked about your career early. First, uh, when mm-hmm. we started this conversation, um, it was established well before you became a father. You you know mm-hmm. had had your agency set up. You were doing some traveling, mm-hmm. and boom, you're about to come and become a dad. So, how did you manage to transition? From you know career Gary, you know doing all these great things yeah. to now you have to fit a, a little girl into the into the mix. 
Yeah. Um, you know, that's, that's a, a good question. And I think that's something that I'm still, um, trying to figure out if I'm being honest, uh, Mm -hmm. you know, it wasn't an easy transition for me. Um, uh, just, and not that I'm like super busy, but more so it transitioned from the attention being, you know, me and my wife and now having, uh, my daughter. Right. And so when I, when we first had Maven, everything like my, obviously my heart, soul just poured into this little girl, um, my attention, everything. And my wife had to, you know, remind me like, Hey, I'm, I'm here too, you know? It's just, but you know, not a not a knack on me. She's like she understood it. It is just our nature to, you know, this is our daughter, this is our son, and obviously it's new, and this is a new life. And so I was just focused so much on the baby, thinking that you know I'm helping my wife, you know, and I was, but at the same time, you know, my wife is like, hey, you didn't you didn't kiss me today, mm. you know, or. You know, hey, you didn't. You're not asking me how I'm doing, or you know, and the, and that hurt me because I'm like, I didn't even realize, you know, because I'm I'm so folk. I was so focused on loving this new child, this my, our daughter, that I was missing, you know, those things that I I was good at doing before the baby came, right? Um, and so it was, it was a transition for me. It was a definitely a shift, um, and I've gotten. My wife will tell you, <laughs> hopefully that I've gotten much better, but it's something I had to learn. Like, uh, you know, again, I I was used to loving my wife and, you know, pouring everything into her. And then this, this child comes and I I literally was just pouring everything into this child. um, thinking that, you know, this is what I'm supposed to be doing. Like, this is my, this is my child. I'm supposed to be giving them my undivided attention and yada, yada, yada. But then missing, you know, those moments, you know, for my wife and real and having to really, you know, hey, she she was here first. You know, our our bond is more important, and you know, if our bond is strong, then that's just gonna you know funnel down to the baby. So, um, and so I had to, you know, that's something that she had to like, you know, uh, point out to me, and something that I had to really uh, digest and and deal with. Um, and so. So how did you do that, man? That's an interesting point because a lot of times, you know, we as fathers we're so excited about the, the our new daughter, our new son. Yeah, we we forget, and that that that's something that affects a lot of marriages and relationships. So how did you manage to 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 reel it back in and you know keep the focus on your wife and your marriage and your relationship? Um, you know, I think it was it was my wife. Uh, she's helped me tremendously. Um, and and one just pointing it out to me, being being very honest with me. Um, and letting me know, you know, those times where, you know, I might've dropped the ball. Um, and so, uh, and then when she said, you know, she just had to remind me like, Hey, we, you know, we created this child, right? That our bond has manifested this child. We were here first, you know, our relationship is most important. You know, if we're, if we're not in sync, if we're not together, if we're not bonded and and close, then that's going to affect our child. So really we need to just focus on us and and our love and our love will overflow into her. Right. And so, you know, hearing that uh, and and just kind of looking at it from that perspective, 
uh, has really helped me. And, and I'm not, I haven't been perfect since then, mm-hmm. but I, I will say, and my, my wife will probably say that I have improved greatly. Um, and just small things, right. And trying to, you know, make sure when I wake up that, you know, I, I kiss her bad breath and all, you know, <laughs> you know, first before I, before I go get the baby or, you know, that I make sure I love on her and, and you know, before I, before I go get the baby and, you know, it, and that's, that's, I'm saying that hypothetically and, and and you plan to do that. You hope to do that, but it doesn't happen every morning, right? The baby's crying or yeah. you got to go, you know, and, and, and life gets in the way, but making sure that I, I dedicate some time to let my wife know I love her. I'm thinking about her and it can be a little thing where the, you know, whether it's a, a touch, you know, or, you know, uh, eye contact or a word I say, or, you know, just a simple hug, whatever it is, just make sure that I, I take some time out to acknowledge my wife and, and to let her know that I am thinking about her. And that could be something that simple as like, she, she drinks water every, every day and she has a water bottle. And so maybe filling her water bottle up in the morning, uh, you know, or bringing her food or getting her breakfast ready or, Anything like that, you know, but just making sure she knows that, hey, I am thinking about you um, and you are my priority. I'm taking notes, man. I'm, you know, you're, you're <laughs> dropping some, some gems on me and our listeners. I hope you're no <laughs> coaching us right now, man. That, that's great. So, how, Gary, has it been hard for you, you know, back to the work angle, just to say no to some projects now that you're a dad? Um, no. And be, to be honest, it hasn't been hard. Um, like I said, perspective, uh, changes when you have a child, I'm sure, you know, mm-hmm. you know, uh, and it makes it easier actually to say no, <laughs> to be honest, like, uh, you know, um, and you know, with my wife understands my business, right. She understands my occupation. She knows, you know, when you're doing this kind of entrepreneurial thing, you know, or the startup business that, um, you know, things kind of ebb and flow, uh, and, and things can come in last minute. Uh, you know, I could be here today and then traveling tomorrow. Um, you know, but when it comes to taking jobs now, it's really, is it worth it for me? Right. If it's taking me away from my family for five, five days, four days, whatever it is, then the check gotta be worth it. Right. Um, you know, or, or the, the work has to be worth it. I want to see a check. No, it's real though. Yes. It's <laughs> real. The check has to be worth it. I got a family now. I got, I have mouths to feed. Um, you know, uh, we're, we're in the process of purchasing a home. And so, you know, this, this is back in the day when it was just me or it was just us. Like, you know, I might take a job that really wasn't, you know, paying me what I, what I was worth, but, uh, maybe it was taking me somewhere I haven't been or, it was with a brand that I really wanted to work with to put in my portfolio. But now it's, um, you know, things, uh, you know, they, it's gotta be worth it. You know, it's gotta, if it's taking me away from my family, uh, it's going to be time consuming, then, then it has to be worth it. And, you know, as a, as an agency, you know, I'm not on my own now. So, you know, the projects that we get aren't necessarily, those projects that I was getting when I was solo. So these are more substantial uh, budgets, more substantial clients. And so I haven't really had to say no uh, since we started our agency. Um, But uh, there, there have been like, I still get these little influencer things that come through um, that I'm just kind of like, 
you know, if, if it's, uh, you know, it's usually not worth my time. Right. Um, and so it's, I would say it's made it easier to say no. Well, it's good that you're at a point where you're able to do that. Yeah. And, and I want to, and I want to preface that because, you know, there are a lot of creatives, entrepreneurs who aren't able to do that. And I, and I was there, I was, there was a time where I was taking whatever I came my yes. way. Right. Just because you have, you have bills, um, and you're trying to build your portfolio and you want to work and you're hungry. Um, and, and I understand that, that, uh, phase of entrepreneurship, um, and, and kind of being a creative. So I don't, I don't want to ever seem like I'm above that because I'm not, I just, you know, I've transitioned and I've been in this field, this career long enough to where, you know, I'm not, I don't have to do that right now. And who knows, you know, there, I could tomorrow could go back to, Mm-hmm. Having to take everything that comes my way, you know, I, I understand how this goes. Um, but right now I'm in a position where I can be choosy. Um, and thankfully so, because, you know, as as a husband and, and a new father, I want to be able to dedicate as much time as I can to my home. Awesome, man. I'm talking to Gary Williams Jr. today on the Fatherhood Podcast, husband, father, photographer, creative director. And I have a question, Gary, just, you know, as a photographer, as as someone who creates content, you know, do you take how how is it now that you are taking photos of of your own your little girl? You know, does it is it different? Do you take a different approach to it? Do you take extra care with it, or just take us a little bit through that process? Yeah, uh, um, I would say I t- well, obviously I take a million photos yeah. of my daughter. Uh, we have we have albums upon albums <laughs> on iCloud uh, of photos um, and. Uh, it, is it different? I would say yes and no. I I mean, I'm all, I always am taking photos of, of everything. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, with my daughter, uh, you know, there is, there is not one moment that's not a photo for me. I could literally just take a photo every second of every day and, uh, you know, feel like every one of those photos are different and special yeah. <laughs> just because it's her. Right. Um, but like for her, uh, for her one year old birthday, we did a, like a photo shoot in the house. I set up a backdrop, a red backdrop and gave, we gave her a cupcake, a smashed little cupcake and we took photos. Um, and so for me, like, I don't do a lot of studio work hmm. anymore. Uh, you know, I, honestly, I don't even shoot a lot anymore. Like the, the jobs that we get that require photography, we usually outsource or try to hire a a local creative in the community. So, um, so I, it's kind of, my daughter has really, um, helped me pick the camera back up, honestly, uh, and, and really use my camera because like I said, I don't, I don't really shoot that often anymore. So with her, she allows me to, to be creative and she, uh, she keeps the camera in my hand. Um, a lot of times it's, it's my iPhone, which is kind of, uh, you know, just it's it's a great camera if you really know what you're doing. So I, a lot of times I just take it on my iPhone, but I carry like a little camera, little mirrorless camera around with me when I want to get like some really nice crisp shots. Um, and so I don't think it's really changed me, but it has helped me, um, you know, kind of keep my relationship with the camera uh, fresh. That's awesome, man. You know, as fathers, you know, there are going to be some challenges that, that you and I are both going to have to face for, for different reasons. Me with uh, having a son, there are going to be some conversations I'm going to have to have mm-hmm. as he gets older. 
Um, yeah. And you having a daughter, there are going to be some conversations, different conversations you're going to be having to have to her as she grows into uh, a, a young yeah. woman. Have, have you thought that far ahead to what you're going to have to face? Yeah, man, I have. And it scares me yeah. every time I think about it, um, to be totally honest and transparent. Um, I don't I don't know. And I think about this all the time. You know, what am I going to say to my daughter when I need to have these conversations? Mm-hmm. And, you know, I pray that when those times come that, you know, God will just give me the words, the wisdom you know, and a, and a lot of it, obviously, is conversations with her. Her mother, she has an amazing mother, and I'm so thankful. My wife is just, you know, when you when you talk about a godly woman, a woman of virtue, that is my wife. And so um, for her to have, for my baby girl to have that as an example, uh, you know, it just fortifies these conversations, right? Because now I can have these conversations knowing that uh, there is an example who is backing up these things that we're yeah. saying to her that we're, we're telling her you know and that makes the world of a difference it'd be crazy if i had to you know if her her and her me and her mom weren't together and her mom was wilding and i had to have these conversations but you know then she sees her mom doing something different you know but the fact that that you know her mother is who she is and that uh we're aligned um will make these a little bit easier but i i will say that i am i am i don't say terrified that's a strong word but i am little bit apprehensive about these conversations uh just because you know like you said you're going to have to have conversations with your son that that are going to be difficult um uh but that you can't avoid them man Uh, they're they're going to grow they're growing up in a world that in in many ways you and i we're around the same age we didn't have some of the problems they're going to have to face um right especially with this in the social media i can't even imagine how it's going to be in 10 15 years Oh my gosh, that scares me. It scares me. But again, like I it, the conversation scares me, but it's not like I'm going to have the conversations. Yeah. Like I'm I'm I don't want to say scared. I am. Like I said, I'm going to keep it trained. I'm going to keep it all the way real. I am scared um and and just because of the world we live in. Uh and like you said, we didn't grow up with a lot of the things that she's going to have to grow up with and that she's going to have access mm-hmm. to. You know, I think about some of the stuff that I see on my phone, even as a grown man, where I'm like, this is crazy, like, that I'm seeing this, like, on my phone. Yeah. You know, and to think they, they would have the access stuff to that she will have access yeah. to. Right. Um, even if they don't want, you know, unwarranted things, things that come across my phone that I didn't even ask for, you know what I'm saying? Whether I'm scrolling through Twitter or whether I'm on Instagram, you know. Things that I see that, you know, that I didn't even subscribe to. And so those things scare me. Um, but again, what gives me hope and confidence and, and courage um, is the community and uh, the family that is around her, right? Our village, yeah. our tribe. And so, you know, her grandparents, my wife, um, you know, our, our group of friends who are solid you know, families, black families That's important, uh, man. who have their, you know, got their yeah. stuff together, you know. Um, and we have a ton of uh, friends that are, you know, in the same kind of stage of life, if not, you know, a little bit ahead of us as far as kids go and, and uh, you know, um, levels of life. But all 
very strong black families uh, who are, you know, striving to raise their children and their families as best as they can. And so, you know, having that uh, gives me uh, so much more confidence and and, and um, just, uh, I guess, uh, um, I don't know what the word, it just gives me confidence and gives yeah. me hope um, that, you know, these conversations- It's going to be all right. It's going to be all right, right? Yeah. These, these conversations yeah. that I'm going to have with her, she will see, uh, you know, that these other families are having the same conversation. They're instilling the same morals and values and uh you know virtues into into their kids lives and so they're not going to be around kids or you know she's not going to be around uh kids or families that are contradicting what we're building within her right yeah. um in, in our circle now obviously i can't control what she faces at school or what she faces when you know when she's out of that that bubble but that goes but, back to the foundation exactly that's yeah, where i goes. was going it goes back to that foundation and you know the stronger that foundation you know the the stronger she'll be when she faces something that is that is opposing that foundation right and she'll be able to stand on her own and make a decision that uh you know is right in that moment yeah last question for you garen i really appreciate it man this has been a great conversation we can go on and on and on we uh, could i know i was about to say how long is this <laughs> <laughs> we may have to come back and have you for a part two, man. Yeah, I wouldn't yeah, be mad sure. at that at all. Um, what have you learned about yourself in in thirteen months uh, of being mm. a father? Oh man, that's 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 a good one. What have I learned about myself? I think, um, and this is this is not a good thing, but I think the first thing I really learned was that I was selfish. Mm. Uh, you know, um, my daughter has, and my wife has done this too, but my daughter has really shown me what it means to be selfless, uh, and what it means to really pour into someone's life. Um, you know, I obviously, like I said, there, you know, even in in our marriage, I I struggled early on with being selfish and thinking that I'm thinking about us when I'm really thinking about me. Um, and I was working on that, and I have worked on that, and, and I've been getting better as far as the marriage side. And then my daughter came, and um, really, you know, it was a new level of just, uh, you know, selflessness. And, and this having to, having a dependent, you know, obviously my wife is, she ain't really dependent on me. Mm -hmm. Like, obviously, yes, she's, you know, we're, we're dependent on each other to, to create this home and, you know, for bills or yada, yada, whatever it is, but she's her own woman, right? But this child is dependent on me. Um, and that takes a level of selflessness uh, as a parent um, that I didn't think I, I don't think I possessed before she was born, right? Um, and so that's one thing. Um, uh, and then a, another level of love, man. You know, I I love my wife. I love my wife to pieces, and that was another level of love for me as well. When I got married, uh, just experience. Not even when I got married, but when we were, you know, when I met my wife and we started a relationship. That was another level of love that I had never experienced. Mm. Uh, and then my daughter came, and I, I think my my wife will say this too. 
this level of love is different. Like when you, when I say I will die for this person, like I will die for my wife and my daughter. Um, and you know, people always say, Oh, I gotta go get, I gotta get my gun now. I got a daughter. <laughs> And I'm not even a, I'm not, a, like, I'm far from violent. Like, I've never been a fight in my life. Like, I'm just, that's not, but I will, if I need yeah. to, like, I will do what I need to do to protect this this child. Um, and I never have felt that, right? That's, that's something new for me. I mean, even from, like, uh, you know, I see my daughter and I'm, like, envisioning beforehand, like, if she's playing and I see her on her, her mm-hmm. little tricycle and I'm like, oh, she's in a position, she's about to fall. I run over there before it even begins to be something. I'm like, oh, let me get you straight. My wife is like, babe, what are you doing? I'm like, she could have fell. She could have fallen or she was about to fall. My wife's like, what? How do you even know that? I'm like, I just don't want her to fall. And even when she does fall, I'm like the first one there. Like my wife's like, you can't run to her and make it a big deal. She's going to cry. But I'm like, that's my baby girl. Like I want to protect her with my life at all costs, you know? And so um, I never knew I could, and it sounds like a, I think common says a love like this, right? Um, and so loving my wife, the love that my wife and I had was a, another level. And then the love for our daughter was another level of love. Um, so those two things. And then um, let me think if, if there's something else. Uh, I think those are two, those two are the main things, man. Just, just uh the, the for me it was it was becoming selfless and what that really means uh and then um this this next level of love uh and 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 those two things is probably the main things that i that i've learned about myself um you know i i've always wanted to be a father always wanted to be a husband always wanted to be a father um but never quite knew uh what that love you know always had thoughts mm-hmm. of what that love would be like or you know what it f- would feel like being a father but until you it's until nothing like you it are in it man nope. it's nothing like it i mean the joy that it brings uh you know even if i have a bad day at work or just a bad day period and i come home and i see her face uh you know it's just it's different man it's different everything you know things that used to matter uh, you know, don't matter as much anymore. You know, the, the world kind of just fades out when, when she's around and when we're, we're, you know, when we're in our home as a family, like, it's just different, man. I can't, I can't explain it. Um, but it's just so much joy, uh, that, that just family brings me, my family brings me. Um, and I'm so blessed and honored, uh, that God would choose these two women to, to to be a part of my life in this capacity. Well, I think that is a great place for us to wrap up, Gary. I really appreciate it, man. Before I let you go, tell people how they can get in touch with you, how they can see your work, um, anything yeah. else you have going on. Yeah, um, obviously I feel like it's crazy, but I mean, obviously you can find me on uh, Instagram or Twitter at Master Williams. Um, uh, I've created Theory Agency is my agency's website. Um, all of our work is on there. You can find my email address on there as well. My email address is also in my Instagram profile. If you want to reach out to me, I am an open book. I take all emails. So 
you know, <clears throat> or I try to, let me not say I take all, <laughs> I try to, I try to answer all emails. So if you really want to reach out to me, whether it's, you know, about this podcast, fatherhood, life or work, um, you know, you can, you can reach me on any one of those, uh, those channels. Um, but yeah, man, I want to thank you just for, uh, this conversation. It's been good to just rehearse these things out loud, and to talk to somebody who's who's like-minded and, and kind of dealing with with these same uh, fatherhood, I don't want to say issues, but you know, yeah. uh, it's a journey, man. Of life, it's a journey, yeah. right? And so, um, I think what you're doing is amazing, uh, and we need to have these conversations more, especially as black fathers, black men. Uh, and, and so, I appreciate you. Um, and yeah, let's do round two. Let's do round two, uh, and we might have to because I. I'm about to let this out on a podcast. We are uh, having our uh, next child in December. Oh, wow. Breaking news, yeah. man. Breaking news. So you, you heard it first. You heard it first. When's this podcast drop? So on on Saturday. I, I spilled the beans. Yeah, on Saturday. I, if, if I need to edit this out, man, just 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 uh, let me know. Nah, we're good. We're good. Nah, you don't need to edit it out. Hey, man, thanks for joining me on the Fatherhood Podcast. Yeah, appreciate it, man. Take care. I want to thank my man Gary Williams Jr. for coming on to the Fatherhood Podcast today. And as always, thank you for listening. That was an outstanding uh, conversation I had with Gary. We could definitely go on and on uh, for at least 30 minutes more. So we're going to have to have Gary back for uh, part two of the conversation. And congratulations to him and his wife, man. We, we broke some news on the Fatherhood Podcast. This information you can only get good here on this podcast. Um, thank you all for listening. As always, you can find the show on uh, major streaming platforms such as iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, uh, and many more. If you like what you heard today with Gary, just leave a rating and review and tell your friends about it. Um, I'll be back next week, actually, with a, with a big announcement about the show and the direction we're moving in. So until then, thank you all for listening. I'm Jamar Hudson, and this is The Fatherhood. <laughs>